Stick with this flame, sick and I'm destined for fame. Do for the fam, not for the grand. Stunt me a destined for pain. I do not front, I do not scam. Put some respect on my name. Sick like a rain, click and I bang. Y'all gon' remember the name. Y'all gon' remember the name. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. On today's episode, we have got on a very special guest. He is a rapper from Oakland, California. He's been in the game for a long time and released a whole bunch of albums. And this is the one and only Jay Stalin. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. How you been, man? Life is good, man. Life is good. I'm in, uh, in Texas at the moment. But uh, yeah, all is good. Can't complain. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm great, man. I'm great. Just working. Just working every day. No doubt, man. I hear that. Awesome, man. I've done a very brief intro there, but for listeners who are not familiar with you and your work, please tell them a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Jay Stylin. I'm a, um, I'm a hip-hop entrepreneur from uh, Oakley, California. Um, I started uh, Livewire Records and uh, Livewire Clothing Line uh, in 2003. Uh, both are still going strong today. We have a Livewire Clothing Store in uh, Modesto, California. We also uh, ship online. I have a uh, live wire records. We have about a 10, 11 artists signed to the label. You know what I'm saying? They're working and also have a, uh, a sparkling wine called Cypress, a beverage coming out this summer in June. Nice. And that's, that name is based on where you grew up. Am I correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I have a podcast coming out too called, uh, Mimosas in the morning with, with Jay Stalin. So the, uh, the beverage is coming right in time so I can have my own, my, do my own mimosas on my own show. <laughs> That's dope, man. I think I first heard about you. I want to say, I legit want to say maybe like 15 years ago or so. Um, I can't remember if it was the source or double XL or something like that. And actually the very first thing that stood out to me was Jay Stalin. Why has he called himself Jay, Jay Stalin? So t tell me the story behind the name. Uh, when I was in the 11th grade, I had to do a paper on uh, Joseph Stalin, the Russian. So I got a chance to uh, do a lot of uh, reading on him. And uh, we had I just figured I figured we had a lot of similarities. You know what I'm saying um, we both was was real short. You know what I'm saying I considered myself a boss. You know what I'm saying at my stature. He considered himself a boss at his stature. We had the same initials. You know what I'm saying? And then. I pronounced it like styling. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm styling, mm. you feel me? Because I always felt I was real clean and stylish. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I, I spelt it like him so people would know that that's what I was referring to, but I pronounced it like styling so they so people wouldn't think that I was trying to call myself Stalin, like somebody uh. calling himself Hitler or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. That's fair enough. Because I'm sure some people will, will see that name and be like, why has he gone for that name? Tell me a little yeah, bit more yeah. about your tell me more about your background, man. I'm curious to know about your your early life story, um, you know, before you even got into music. And then we'll we'll go from there. Uh, I grew up in a Cypress Village. Um, if, if if anybody's familiar with Cypress Village, it's in West Oakland. And it's, 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 where the it's where the Cypress structure freeway fell in 1989. You know what I'm saying my projects was right under that that was right under the freeway so they they evacuated all all of all of us out and stuff in 1989 and stuff when the freeway fell and all that but um I just I come from um projects uh, 
my mother, you know what I'm saying? It was a was a uh she she's done she's a crack addicted when she was younger, you know. She's been clean now for a lot of years, but you know what I'm saying I come from a, a crack addicted mother, you know what I'm saying? Uh my father shot hair on, you know what I'm saying, all his life, you know what I'm saying? He he died from it. You know what I'm saying? Uh my older brother swallowed some cocaine. He died at 18. So I just I come from uh I, I come from tragedy, man. That's why it's to see me doing what I'm doing. This is it's so triumphant. You know what I'm saying I, I come from a lot of uh, loss, a lot of pain. You know what I'm saying I come from the real ghetto. You know what I'm saying I, I got a lot of friends that's that's in prison and a lot of friends. You know what I'm saying I didn't make it to see. I'm like I'm 40. I got a lot of friends that didn't make it to see. You know what I'm saying how old I am. I got a little brother that just passed away. He got murdered uh, in Oakland uh, four years ago. So you know what I'm saying. I came I up that. under uh, DJ Durrell in, in the music game. If anybody's uh, familiar with DJ Durrell, he's the one that did uh, Keep Your Head Up for Tupac. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? So he introduced me to Richie Rich, you know what I'm saying? Which was on, uh, Richie Rich was on, uh, I'd rather be your N-I-G-G-A, the song on Tupac album. So Durrell introduced me to Richie Rich and um, working at working with, working with Richie Rich at the studio called um, The Grill in Oakland. I introduced, well, I got introduced to the mechanics and that's where my career really started taking off. I hear that, man. How old were you when you first, when you first started rapping and who influenced you to begin with? Uh, my biggest influence is in, I don't really have influences in, in rap because I, I, I love all music. So I would say my biggest music influences was like Tupac and like, like Prince. Those like my, those are like my two favorite you know what I'm saying? Artists. I started taking rap seriously when I was around 17, but I've been rapping all my life since I was a kid. But I started taking it seriously till I was about 17. And I ain't make no money off it until I was about 23. I hear that. So, um, man, I'm curious to learn more about your background, because obviously you've, you've been through a lot. You grew up in a rough environment, a lot of stuff with with family parents, siblings, a lot of tragedy, as you said. What do you think are some of the most, and looking back at this now, decade, decades later, number one, what, what are some of the core lessons you learned from that? But maybe even more importantly, how, how did you, how did that shape you to avoid meeting that same fate? Because obviously a lot of people who grew up in those type of environments, some people go on to achieve massive, incredible incredible success other people get caught up in whether it's whether it's the drug stuff or it's ending up in prison or it's ending up in an early grave what do you think how do you think that you yourself has, have overcome that i never glorified it you know what i'm saying I, I lost my brother when i was five and i knew i always knew how he died you feel me and why he died and then the reason behind his death so even when I was selling drugs, I always was was very cautious and I, I never glorified it. It was something that I never wanted to do for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? I always thought that it was a stepping stone. And I used to um, see other people selling drugs, family members, friends, and I would see them make a lot of money and never transition into nothing else. So I always had the mindset of, if I was ever to make enough money or to ever get put in a position to do something else, I would. You know what I'm saying? So when I got some money, you know what I'm saying, 
I opened, I started me a record label, you know what I'm saying? And I started me a clothing company and I opened up clothing stores, you know what I'm saying? So I always had that mind frame to, to, to invest and, and make your money work for you instead of you having to just always sit there and work. Mm -hmm. Where did you learn that from? Did you have a, did you have mentors? Were you reading specific books? Cause not everyone, I mean, regardless of environment, I don't think most people have that mentality, even people who have no, just, just places. Just, so, okay. Just, just studying, just, just studying, just studying, uh, people I grew up, people I grew up around, you know what I'm saying? People that had money, you know what I'm saying? People that had money and kept it. People that had money and uh, lost it all. And then, you know what I'm saying, then in the music game, you see rappers like Jay-Z and Puff Daddy. You know what I'm saying? You see them take their money and invest in other stuff like liquor and, and, and Sean John and, and Rock Aware and just stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm very aware that Dr. Dre doesn't care about selling a, 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 a $10 CD when, when, when he can sell $300 headphones. Mm. You that. feel me? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So everybody's like, when, when is he going to do the detox? When is he going to like, the detox ain't even on his radar. The detox costs $10. You feel me? The man sells $300 headphones. He's not even worried about selling a product that costs $10. I hear that, man. So you connected with Richie Rich early on and you said you started to take music seriously around age 17 and then you started to make money from it when you were 23 was that through an independent route how did you first how did you first start making money within music was that the independent hustle oh, was it through pressing my situation? pressing my cds up my it took me six years to learn all of that you feel me pressing my cds up myself going to the store uh, finding out who's the buyers for the for the market I'm in. Find out who's the buyers for the store I'm selling to. Find out who was the sales rep for the area I'm in and the stores. All of that, and then just going in there, taking my CDs, introducing myself, and just doing it all like that, brick mm -hmm. by brick, straight independent, a hundred percent. I hear that, man. That, that's awesome, man. I mean, I, I put out my first project independently in, in 2006. And I, th I think these stories are really important because a lot of people don't understand the grind and the entrepreneurship that goes into being an independent artist, especially when people see some level of success, but they don't see what it took to build what it up took to, to that. get there. Yeah, yeah. They don't see what they don't see what it took. So I'm really interested in understanding understanding the legwork. How has that changed for you, given that I know back when you started, it was all physical mediums, right? It was physical stores, physical CDs. Now people are primarily streaming. Not so many people are buying CDs. How have you made that tradition uh, transition as an independent artist? Uh, it's got to change your market. Got to change the people that you promote to. You got to engage more on social media, engage more with the TikToks, start spending your promotional money on YouTube instead of physical flyers and physical uh, posters and stuff. Start paying for advertisement on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. Mm. You got to change with the times. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's do you think it's easier overall now or or harder or a little bit of both? It's easier if you understand it. Mm. But if you have a hard time transitioning, it's going to be hard. Do you think it's harder to 
You think it's harder to make money from the music it, itself, though? Um, Compared to I, selling CDs? I, think, or, I don't know. I think... Um, I think it's easier to I think it's easier to make the money, but it's less money to be made now because you gotta streams is so much. You feel me? Like a hundred thousand, like you could like you could say you you could sell ten thousand CDs independent and make a hundred thousand dollars. You feel me? Mm -hmm. A million streams is only gonna get you three, three thousand dollars. Yep. You feel me? Yep. So it's easier now to connect with the fans. You know what I'm saying? It's easier now to get your music out there to get it heard, but it's just harder to make money. I hear that, man. So in terms of, I want to talk about your, your music itself and the message, especially because my audience is extraordinarily varied. We've got people all over the world. Some people are into hip hop music. Some people are not. We've got people of all ages. And I certainly think that rap and hip hop itself is, it's always been a controversial subject, especially what people may consider gangster rap. There's a lot of talk and has been over decades about the positive messages versus the, the negative ones, the impact and influence it has on people, how much the reality and slips, the, the sort of blur between entertainment and, and reality and some of the fallout that can happen from that. What's the let me let me frame let me frame a first question here is first of all with with your music in particular as an artist what's the do you have a primary message that you want people to to get from your music my message is um I I, I wouldn't call it like um gangster music or whatever I would just call it like reality rap you know what I'm saying I'm I'm gonna Everything I talk about, I, I haven't actually done. I haven't actually been through, but I've, I've some most of most of it and a lot of it I have, and and the other and the other part I'm speaking from people that I've seen go through it, and people that I've known go through it, and people that I've experienced. You feel me? Things that I've seen, things that I've um, known, things that I've could have done better, things that I've swear I've seen other people mess up. You know what I'm saying? And things that I've could have seen them do better. Like I have. I ain't never um, got high on my own supply, but if I'm rapping about don't get high on your own supply, obviously I seen somebody go through that, and I'm just telling you, hey, don't do that. It's not the that's I, I've I've seen that outcome before. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying, and it's not it's not gonna end good. So I would just um, I call my rap just like reality rap. You know what I'm saying, I just try to give game and give knowledge to um, the young youths growing up in the ghetto you know what i'm saying and just and just and just just youths growing up in america period you know what i'm saying like i'll say on the song you know what i'm saying i teach my kid a lot from what i went through but i'm also gonna teach him not to get mad and shoot up to school mm -hmm. you feel me mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying our in our community, the black community is not dealing with a lot of that. A lot of that is going on in the white community, but they're still children. You mm -hmm. feel me? And I'm not limiting myself to um to 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 teaching just young black children or just young children from the ghetto. You know what I'm saying? A message is a message. So I just try to um just give the youth as much game and 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 as much uh 
and and as, as much inspiration and uh teach them as much message pass them down as much messages and lessons as that I can that I that I've learned in my 20 years and being in this music business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand that. Here, here's a here's a question and this one might be this, this might be a, I don't know, maybe you can answer this one easily, but I'm curious to know wh where do you think the line is between reporting on what is going on and letting people know about situations versus what you mentioned before you used a specific word you said glorification now i think that there are certainly musicians and songs out there where certain that line between glorification and kind of reporting on what's going on in street life or things they've seen or experienced it gets it gets very blurry and I think one of the things that people criticize rap for a lot, if we're being honest, is the glorification of certain things that people perceive to be negative or things that could have a negative impact on those same young people. So how do you how do you bridge that gap or where, where do you think that line is? I feel um, people I feel I feel that line get blurred when um, the rapper doesn't make it clear that the things that they're expressing you don't have to do this to get where i am you know what i'm saying so for so just say for instance say i'm talking about selling drugs and then i'm say i'm talking about a rags a rags to riches story say i'm talking about starting out selling drugs and then ending up a, a, a famous rich rapper Mm -hmm. What I'm going to let them know that another rapper might not let them know is to get this outcome, selling drugs doesn't have to be your stepping stool. Mm -hmm. You feel me? That was my stepping stool. But my stepping stool don't have to be your stepping stool. You understand? Your stepping stool could be uh, working at the car wash until you saved up you enough money to buy you some pro tools and you start rapping and and you feel me i didn't have um a lot of resources i'm saying i didn't have a mom and a dad to go buy me a mic and some pro tools and all that stuff so i had to get out and hustle on my own to get it but if you got that if you have that type of support you know what i'm saying then the route that i took ain't the route for you yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, my, I, I let them know my route is my route was a desperate route. My route was a, 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 a by any means necessary route. My my route was was the only choice that I've had. You know what I'm saying? You always got to let the consumers know that you're just telling your story and they don't have to follow in your footsteps to get where you are. Yeah, I understand that totally, man. I respect that. What about there are this isn't yourself, but there are certainly artists who are out there who haven't lived these lives or come from these backgrounds yet that's still what they talk about and in some cases promote um and i think that sends a very weird that can send a very weird message to a lot of young people i think um and also I, where do you think again where do you think the line is between reality and entertainment because we all know that Rap music, just like other forms of stuff, you know, movies, various forms of music, video games, all these things are entertainment. But with music and with hip hop in particular, a lot of the appeal and a lot of the draw of rap music is the is the reality element, right? It's primarily the artist writing their own lyrics, uh, telling what 
most people at least perceive to be their own stories. But as we see, um, especially with certain high profile incidents, whether you're talking, you know, certain gang related violence, killings and so on, that, that line can cross over from until, what's being on wax to reality. Until everybody start being honest. And I don't mean honest in the music. I mean, honest, like I'm being honest with you. Like I told you some of the stuff I rap about, I didn't actually do it. You know what I'm saying? It come, uh, uh, but all of it comes from my experience. Either I know somebody that did it or I've seen somebody go through it. When people, everybody, once everybody started getting transparent like that, then I'll think they'll understand because it's no difference from an action movie. You know what I'm saying? But what they don't understand, what the difference between movies and, and rap is. <laughs> Once the movie is off, that person, the, the person in the movie is not portraying to still be that killer or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. These 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 hip hop has a persona that goes along that you have to be what you rap about. Yes, exactly. And that's where it gets. That's where the line gets blurred. Mm. Once, you, once every, once, once everybody, once everybody start being transparent and start letting the youth know, it's cool to just mm-hmm. let your fans know that you do this for entertainment and that you ain't really finna try to kill nobody if they ask you for a picture or something. <laughs> that, that, that's important, but like I said, I think it's so blurry in the minds of, in the minds of so many, many millions of people, both rap fans and people outside. Of rap and hip hop culture, who are looking at and it, it from also the and 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 it also comes from young up and coming rappers, suburban rappers who love rap music and want to be rappers and listen mm-hmm. to all this rap and and mimic it, and they've never been to the hood, they've never been nowhere, they don't understand it. Um, like, just say for instance, there's somebody rapping right now from the suburbs that hasn't been through nothing that's talking about murdering and shooting and doing all of this. And they don't even have nobody in their family that's ever passed away. I meet literally, I meet white people all the time that be like, like the only person they know dead. is like their great grandma and shit. They're their great grandparents and shit. Like they, they never been to a funeral. Like, like I have over a hundred people that I've known that's died. From 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 the time I was fourteen to the to from fourteen to forty right now, I I, I know over a hundred a hundred guys that have been murdered. So when that's your real reality, you're gonna look at things different. You're gonna see things different. But if that ain't your real reality, if you don't really come from that, then you ain't gonna care about making music about killing people up and doing all that because at the end, you're just trying to get some fame and yeah. some notoriety. But why do you think that's so? Why do you think that's so appealing? Why do you think that's so appealing to people? I mean, I'm a I'm an artist myself, and I'm from a different background, right? So I've never rapped about any. I don't rap about any stuff that I haven't done or haven't lived through or experienced. But as you said. I know that there are plenty of people who do, and I'm wondering both from the artist perspective and also from the audience perspective, why is why are those? T- What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Topics and subject matter so appealing giving all the things that people could talk about because it's a um it's a shock factor you know what i'm saying it's a shock factor and it's a what if he did mm. what what if he really did all this what if this person really did all this so you they killed all these people and got away with it you feel me if you, you, you don't know it's a shock factor yeah so i think that's why people are intrigued with it because they 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 don't know, and the thing is, you want to know if yeah. this person is really who they say they are. Yeah, I just think that it's such a. I think putting out that energy and those messages, especially, especially even more so. I mean, I, to be honest, wh- wh- whether you're from that or not, there's again, there's that danger of that barrier between reality and entertainment getting crossed over, and I, it seems that every every year we we see we see that happen and that's been happening for a long time but people still continue this cycle but oh and a, a lot of people that come from that they understand what you're saying yeah it's the ones that don't really come from that that don't understand what you're mm-hmm. saying you feel me a person a person making a a, a person making a song saying they stay finna go slide and kill somebody oh a, a, a person that's 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 really experienced that and that's that's really done that it's it's not gonna it's it's not gonna just it's not gonna be that reckless with it you feel mm-hmm. what i'm saying yeah you know what i'm saying they're not gonna be that 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 reckless with it because they know what can happen from saying that they know it's consequences behind that. If you really did that and it's really on like that people, families and all that, the people that's really from that are, are, I think they're the ones that's mindful of that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like where I'm from, I don't rap beef. Like I'm not finna, I'm not finna do no song talking about nobody. Yeah. That's just not where I come from. Like where I come from, we beef for real. Yeah. Like we take those type of things very, very serious. Yeah. You feel me? So we don't I, do it. We don't do it because it's not a game to us. Mm-hmm. I understand that. What do you think are some of the, this is especially for people who are listening, who are, who are not fans of rap or who think that overall, you know, the, the messaging and the influence that it has is, is negative. What is your, I guess, number one, how much, let's be honest, we all know that rap and hip hop is, is influential, um, whether for the positive and negative. Do you think that over the past couple of decades overall, 
this isn't just for you, your music, but but overall, do you think that the do you think that the overall impact and influence has been has been positive as a net or negative as a net? And what what real world impact? I think it's. Do you think I think. It I think. Yeah. I think that. Um, I think that it's it's been positive. Mm-hmm. I think I. There's more. There's 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 more hip hop billionaires than athletes. LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James just became the second billionaire that's an athlete. It's only mm-hmm. him and Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? What do you think about the what about hip hop? For... Hip hop got hip hop is the biggest growing financial um, revenue for for black men in the in the world. Did you know that? Wait, say say that one more time. Hip hop is the it's the biggest growing black revenue stream in the world for black people. Hip hop across the world. That's, I mean, in America, that's our biggest revenue stream for blacks. That does that doesn't sound right. How so? Where's that? Where's that? Or where's that statistic from? It's the biggest hip hop. It's the biggest growing revenue stream for blacks over the past years like so blacks blacks in america are making more money off hip-hop than any other thing else blacks black men in america how is that possible given how few are involved in it i don't know i'm just those are the numbers from from growing every year Black men, black men in America make money off hip hop more than any other thing, and it's raising every year. We have four billionaires. Well, well, mm-hmm. Ka- well Kanye West, Jay Z, P Diddy, Rihanna. Mm-hmm. There's so there's there's so many other genres that doesn't even have one billionaire. Okay, and there's no so- there's no um movie stars. There's no movie star right now that's a billionaire. Okay, I get you. So, I don't care how you feel me. If you've been acting yeah. for a million years, there's there's no movie stars. Jay Z is richer than every movie star that's ever even that's ever played a movie role. I'm okay, not talking about directors and all them people, but you feel me? That's I, how I big you. hip. That's how big hip hop is growing. I get you, but I I think that's the top. I mean, realistically, that's like the top one percent of the top one percent of the top one percent of the top one one percent. I mean out of that's four billionaires but how many people are involved in hip-hop to begin with let alone those who are involved how many are are seeing that kind of that kind of change i don't know i'm just a thinking lot of st- people might not okay. be seeing billion a lot of people might not be seeing billionaire change mm. but I, I i know a lot of rich people rich of rap that's that's independent that 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 nobody's even heard of and they don't even care about being famous yeah i hear that now today now today you don't have to be famous to be rich in rap you don't have to be on tv on the radio to make millions from rap Mm -hmm. okay actually that's that's an interesting jumping off point so can you can you talk can you talk about that a little bit more? Let's talk about the independent entrepreneurship aspect of it, because I think this is another thing that 
people are not really aware of because in music in general, not even just in rap, there's this assumption that if you're not ultra famous and all over the TV and all over the radio or whatever, then, you know, you're not making anything or you're not successful. Uh, we both know that that's not, that's not true. You can have people whose faces and music are plastered everywhere, but actually financially they're not doing well at all. And then you can have people who are way more underground, much more of a niche audience and, that artist is doing extraordinarily well. So what does that look like in 2023? What's that What's that business model looking like? First of all, you just gotta have all your, um, all your business straight first, you know what I'm saying? Your, your streaming, your DSPs, your, your streaming services, have all of that. And then you know you gotta have your ASCAP. All, everything that pays you, you have to have all of that down first. That's number one. Every revenue stream that you can have, you have to be signed up for all of them. Your ASCAP, your BMI, your sound exchange, your song trust, you feel all of that. And then, see, the, what's so better, what's so good about the game now is you can do all the things that the label did. See, long time ago, they wouldn't even deal with you if you, if if you wasn't signed to a label, but now you can buy advertisement on Hulu. You can buy advertisement on the radio. You can buy advertisement on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram. You can hire these PR companies like Audible Treats. You can do and uh, you can hire uh people in LA like um that that um that girl, the big old publicist lady. I forgot her name. Echo. You can hire all these people without being on a major label and get the same things done for you as they would do on a major label. I hear that. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, yeah. build, like build, big old billboards all over the city. You can hire uh, sales reps to, uh, to call and you can hire a publicist. You can hire people to do everything that a label would do for you. That's the difference now. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the, in terms of the revenue streams now, obviously physical mediums are not doing, are not what they used to be in terms of, you know, people buying tape, CDs, vinyl. Um, what are the revenue streams of those independent artists who are making good money off of the music? Is that primarily through, streaming live shows merchandise obviously it's going to be some type of combination um but with the, those people those artists that you know that are doing extremely well independently what does that breakdown generally look like for them because i think people can learn from streaming that. streaming shows yeah. it's independent artists right now getting fifty thousand a show mm -hmm. doing doing 10 shows a month you feel me yeah then that 10 shows a month ain't even a lot it's just independent artist larry june doing about 50 city tours he mm. getting damn near a hundred thousand a show he's independent That's you know what i'm saying a, a lot of um a lot of artists are making a lot of money from shows from um collaborations um um, um uh, what, what i mean collaborations i mean like like fashion over and shit with okay. brand ambassadors a lot of brand right, yeah. ambassadors so brand ambassador like branding um shows do, sell, selling verses mm -hmm. uh, writing for people you know, writing a lot of hooks i i do a lot of writing for people so um you know what i'm saying writing and then and then streaming 
also. And then if you got a good lawyer, you know what I'm saying? Then the, the, um, whatever, like whatever, whatever. And say you go through an independent little company or whatever, if you got a good lawyer, you can get a good deal. Instead of having your deal be 60, 40 or 25, 75, you can get an 80, 20 or a 90, 10. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's all about negotiation too. So when you factor all that in, it's just about being smart, man. Back then, nobody was taking the time to understand the business. So you can wave a little money in somebody's face and they don't really know what they worth. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The game hasn't changed that much. Independent artists are just getting smarter. It's a lot of artists right now. Like, man, if, if I knew that I was going to sell this many damn records, I wouldn't have signed my life over to them. If I would have known I could have did all that on my own, I wouldn't have signed all the way over from them. You can, you can submit your, you can submit your music to the Grammys without being on a label and then win best album. Mm. Chance the rapper did it, submitted yeah. his album to the Grammys and won best album independently. And now he's getting all that branding money from winning a Grammy. Mm. I think a now lot of he's artists. doing Nick. Now he's doing McDonald commercials and you feel me? All that yeah. type of that's from winning a Grammy. Yeah, I hear that, man. I think a lot of artists and honestly, people in general don't realize how much that they can do independently and how much how much power they actually have. And something I, I really like with everything you're doing with both the music and entrepreneurial um, entrepreneurial businesses outside of it is you're you're just demonstrating that right it's the it's the self-reliance it's showing people hey you know you don't need to sign a million contracts and sign your life and money away to all these different labels and entities and companies and you know you can own your you can own your stuff and you can plug into the networks that you need to and if you have people who will support you and listen to you and, and buy your stuff then you're good and I think so many people are still stuck on this old model from many decades ago, thinking that, ah, oh, you know, I can't do anything. I need to. You need the big machine yeah. because the, the reason people, the reason, the reason it's like that, it's not a myth. It, it really, you could walk into a radio station and they would not even let you in the building if you wasn't with an A&R from a big label. You know what I'm It's not like that no more. Mm. What do you think was the primary shift? Is it the internet or something else? The internet. Yeah. Internet, social media. You feel me? Yeah. Social media. Before, before social media and all of that, when your song was getting played on the radio, you didn't know how much it was getting played. All you knew was what the label was telling you. You feel me? Back then, all you knew were what they were telling you. You didn't have no way to find that out on your own. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. I, yeah. I never would have known how big I, I was or how big I could get until I left Oakland and I started touring with Keek the Sneak and Jacka and going to all these different places that I have never been meeting people that's like, oh my God, we love you. We love your music. Like, damn, you heard of me? And that's crazy. Um, have you had a chance to, you've had a chance to take that overseas as well? Uh, nope, not yet. Not yet? I, okay. I, been, I was on paperwork, so I, I, I wasn't able to leave, um, leave, leave the United States for a long time, but now, now I am and now I can. Okay. Dope. Yeah, man. Cause 
that's the power of the internet, man. Just having the ability to connect to people in places that you've never even, you've never stepped foot. You've never even seen the place. And there'll be people there who know who you I are. I got a huge Russian fan base. <laughs> in Russia. Oh, really? <laughs> I got a huge Russian fan base. <laughs> that's so funny. That's actually, that's actually really funny. So they saw, they saw the name and were intrigued. Yeah. That's so funny, man. So you're a, you're a father as well, right? For sure. Yeah, man. How many kids have you got? Two, two little boys. That's awesome. And how, and how old are they? Uh, nine and four. Man. And how has, how's that changed your life and your outlook on everything? Uh, it's definitely made me a better person, made me a better artist, a better man. It made me, uh, it made me, it made my music content different. You know what I'm saying, um, it made the way I move different. It made it made it just made everything that I do a little bit more cautious and a little bit more loving and, and, and a little bit more a little bit more caring instead of careless. Mm. And here's a question for you. <laughs> would you want your this might be hard to say, but would you want your your sons to get into the into the rap game? Or would you rather they they get involved in something different? Given your two decades plus experience, long long world. as they under long as they understood what it took to make it in there, you yeah. feel me? Long as they understood what it took to make it, I wouldn't I wouldn't want them to to, to think that they gonna do one song and it's gonna blow up and they gonna and, and they're just gonna get rich overnight. Mm. You know what I'm saying I wouldn't I wouldn't mind them doing anything that I did, long as they understand what it took to to succeed in it. I hear that. And do do they? Do you let them listen to your music or rap in general? Uh, sometimes, not all of it, but yeah. I, I have clean music. I have, I have, I do clean versions of my albums and stuff. Okay. Got it. So you just, you're just cautious about what it, what it is yeah. that you're taking in. Yeah. I understand that, man. And tell me a little bit more about your, your entrepreneurial ventures. Cause you've had the, you've had the clothing line and you've got a store as well. You have a physical location. Is that right? Yeah. We got a physical location. I had uh, three physical locations, but uh, we closed two of them. Just not not because of bad sales or nothing. It was just uh, we had it was just it was just too much, just too much. Didn't have a big enough staff. Yeah, you know what I'm saying it was just too much. But uh, we got a we got a barbershop, uh, barbershop in Modesto, live wire. Uh, we got a live wire clothing store in Modesto, and then I um, also have a beverage uh, finna come out called Cypress Sparkling Wine, and uh, it that's that's gonna be uh, released in June. So we're just getting all that together. We finna uh, get a big um, promo run out for that. Get uh, get some branding partners out and uh, start the campaign on that next month, March. That's awesome, man. I wish you good luck with those ventures. And what else is in the what else is in the future pipeline? What would you like to achieve over the next couple decades? Oh man, I just want to. Uh, my son does a podcast, a sports podcast. I just want to uh, the, the nine the nine year old. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Tell me more. It's called Sports Kids. It's, it's called Sports Kids Take with Giovanni Smith. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's yeah, dope. Because our middle initial is A two, so I'm saying he Giovanni A Smith Jr. So yeah, man. I just want to uh just keep working, man, and build build everything bigger. You know what I'm saying build my build my build my beverage brand bigger. You know what I'm saying uh, build my clothing brand bigger. Uh, maybe maybe open up some more stores. You know what I'm saying, but my goal is to um, 
my goal is, is is to just take all take all my ventures, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and get them as big as I can and then go public in stock market. Mm, that's huge. So you want Livewire to be a publicly traded company? Livewire live establishments. I want Livewire establishments to be a publicly traded company, yes. Okay. Where we where we own like so many different things. Like I want to get into movies. I want to start a movie company where I um where I where where I pitch movies, you know what I'm saying? Or or I pitch shows. I have I have a lot of great ideas for like movies and shows. I write a lot too, so I used to write movies like before I but like before I started taking rap serious, like when I was a teenager, like I used to just sit in classroom all day and just write these little movies. That's what I called them. They used to be like 20, 30, 40 pages and shit. <laughs> That's dope, man. I love it. I love the creativity, man. And dude, I, I think it's I, I think it's super inspiring. And you know, I, I often say with with music and with rap and with hip hop in particular. I, I wish more people would, it's two things. Number one, I, I sometimes wish artists would promote the entrepreneurial stuff in their music more. Cause I think oftentimes like people, people just hear the lyrics and they see things on a surface level, but they're not, they're not seeing the moves and the business that's going on behind the scenes. And therefore they're kind of missing the positivity and inspiration of that. And I wish I wish more musicians would kind of put that straight up in their music. Um, and I think that if they did, then I think, I don't know, I, I think the view of it would shift a little because, you know, I'm a, I'm a long-term, I'm a long-term rap and hip hop fan and, you know, also artist. And I myself, uh, you know, I've, I've obviously taken a lot of positive inspiration from a lot of different musicians and artists, whether they're from, you know, they could have lived a life totally different from mine on the other side of the world um, or something that's more similar, but I think that there's so much positive in there. But oftentimes, I think so many people um, only only un, only get and hear and perceive the negative, and I kind of think that's a massive shame. In one of my old songs, I said, "It's uh, I said uh, we can make love in all three of my stores." So I, I, <laughs> I put my accounts. <laughs> I rap about it like. Like that and stuff. Like uh uh now you can come like now you can come and get a cut at my barbershop. On a song uh, like so I, I I put um a little stuff in it, but I need to do it where 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 I'm where I'm where I'm a story about how to do that. You feel me? Like I need to tell why. I need to do a song with them why. I, why I open up the businesses like I always tell in the interviews. Yeah, I think that would be dope. Like I, I, should, I should do a song called, called uh, "Money Work for You" and, and and teach people what I mean by letting your money work for you. Yeah, man, I think that I think that would inspire a lot of people. This, the signals the signals cutting out, man, and I want to be respectful of your time. But where can people find and follow you online? And uh, most importantly, where can they check out your music as well? I mean, you can check out YouTube, Spotify, uh, iTunes, whatever streaming service you listen to uh, music at, man. My new appreciation agreement, too, is out now. You can catch me. Uh, my Instagram handle is Livewire. Uh, my Facebook is J is just uh straight J Styling, and uh my Tic Tac 
is J Silent Livewire, and my Twitter is J Silent Livewire, man. So all awesome, my handles is J Silent Livewire, and my Facebook is just J. Two out now on the way. Check out my website, livewireclothingstore.com, so we can check out our whole clothing line and be on the lookout for Cypress Sparkling. Awesome, man. Jay Stalin, man, I appreciate your time, bro. Congrats on the successes so far, and I wish you all the best with the continued career, man. Keep it up. Appreciate it, man. Take Thank care. Thank you. Appreciate you. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for